0: welcome everybody my name's kelly cornish and i'm the founder of heart heroes and welcome to heart heroes podcast this is our very first podcast on this monday morning which is monday the 29th of march and i'm joined today by um a very lovely lady called chantelle hi chantelle hey kelly how are you i'm very well thank you considering it's a monday morning i'm doing good (laughs) (laughs) and so yeah would you like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your family please yeah okay so my name's is chantelle and i've got a
1: five-year-old daughter called sophia marshall and um, who's got chd and i've got a husband samuel marshall too
0: excellent and when you say chd can you explain what chd is for those listeners that don't actually know what that is
1: yeah, of course, a so CHD, it's, um, it's a term called congenital heart defects or congenital heart disease. Um, and Sophia, my daughter, who's five, she's actually got 11 um, different heart defects. Um, so she's been quite complicated over the last couple of years. Um, so it just means basically her, um, her heart was born with several defects. It wasn't the typical heart um, when she was first born. She needed lots of surgery throughout the years, and obviously lots of interventions and medicine as well. Wow.
0: So did you know about her condition before she was born?
1: So at my 20-week scan, when I did, you know, the anomaly scan to check I think it's okay, they did say to me um, that they couldn't see the four chambers of Sophia's heart, which actually is Sophia's main heart So She's got C-A-V-S-D, where she hasn't got the four chambers of her heart. So we went back two weeks later, um, the stenographer scanned all over, and somehow those four chambers magically appeared that day. So she was signed off as a happy, healthy child. So I carried on my pregnancy as you know, as normal. And then at two days old, um, Sophia got discharged from the hospital. Um, and within an hour and a half of being home, she actually had a cardiac arrest at home, and then was just obviously taken to hospital sent, um onto Resus. Thankfully and amazingly, she somehow survived the cardiac arrest and um, had to work on her for quite a few hours overnight to get her stable. And then we transferred to Birmingham Children's Hospital then, who are just incredible. And then she spent the first six months of her life there then. But yeah, so um, we didn't find out really until she was two days old and just had the cardiac arrest.
0: Wow, that must have been quite traumatic at the time. And Oh yeah. Know. Were you at home when that happened?
1: Yes, yeah, so we just literally got home. We would only been home. Not even two hours being home. And like, she was born in January. It's like a really cold, wet January night. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's just awful. So we'd only been home a couple of hours. Had to call the paramedics out straight away. And all I can remember doing, I don't know why, <laughs> I just stood on the sofa and I just like, gave up the most ear-piercing scream. It's the only way I could cope. Thankfully, my husband called the ambulance and, you know, got her to safety. Mm.
0: Gosh, that's amazing, isn't it? And like you say, it's that shock, it's that that horror, I guess. That you know what what's going on with your baby. You know, only being so young. Um, Yeah, and obviously being a first-time mom, I was like completely clueless, really. You know, because she was crying first of all,
1: and then she just she wouldn't feed or do anything. It was just and she was just so cold to touch. That's all I can remember was she was like a block of ice to touch.
0: Wow. Yeah, sort of the things you sort of read about or see on the TV, isn't it? But actually when it happens to you, it's it's a, a different story, I guess. It's it throws you into some a place I guess that you never thought you you'd go or oh, you would be. Definitely.
1: And I was so shocked it was a ho- I don't know why, because um when the paramedics came they checked her um glucose and I think it was like 0.3 or something really low. And um I thought oh I don't know why. I thought oh, maybe she's diabetic. You no, know, you see obviously because I didn't know about health I think back then. And I, was just, I was just so blown away when they said she had a heart, bad heart. Something you couldn't really take in at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And then when we did get told that, um, it was literally said, so we need to operate. And where I'm from, you know, quite a small village. I thought, oh, we'll have to wait a few weeks. I, said, I was so, I don't know I was naive. I don't know if I just going absorb it all. I thought, oh, we'll have to wait a couple of weeks for surgery. And it was on a Friday night um, they got told this. And today, okay, so when will surgery be? And they said, oh, no, it'll be tomorrow morning, first thing. And I was, like, so blown away by that. I think even then obviously because you're on live sport and everything i just it's like a completely whole different world i think isn't it when you when you're actually in that position really
0: i guess it's a it's a case of you haven't had time to actually comprehend what's going on or what's being told literally your baby is going to have a an operation yeah um you know that's it's that's, only- that's-
1: she was so tiny she was only six pounds six ounces born as well so literally like the most precious thing in the world your children is, aren't they it's just it's an unbelievable back then it really was we yeah. know fantastic support again from birmingham children's hospital they guided us through every single way like they just but you know a fantastic team they really are
0: I'm guessing that was the first time you'd had any sort of experience of the, the the children's side of the hospital or had you been in in as a child yourself or I hadn't
1: personally no and um, my husband actually has got um heart problems he's never had to have surgery it's obviously just routine annual checks um but yeah so he obviously um he was seen by certain cardiac team members there but obviously he'd been um I think he got discharged at the age of 15 or 16 you No, know, was very fortunate and then my niece Izzy she had an operation in November before um Sophia was born in January so yeah that was literally our um, only experience of Birmingham Children's Hospital wow. obviously it's completely yeah. different when you actually think the parent yourself I think
0: yeah that's it you're seeing it from within in in the hospital mm-hmm. so what conditions does Sophia have then yeah so she's got
1: 11. <laughs> we always say she yeah. got greedy with them <laughs> <So> <laughs> Her main one's a complete AVSD, so that's where she hasn't got the four chambers of her heart. And then she has co-optation of the aorta. So that's why she had the cardiac arrest at two days old because the heart just literally closed up um, at two days old. Um, so that's what happened there. She's got three um, holes at the very bottom of her heart and they can't be repaired, they're inoperable. She has a slow pumping chamber, so when the blood, when the heart releases the blood... It doesn't quite release it quick enough. So she's got a slow pumping chamber. She's got a right bundle branch block. She's got so many. Oh. <laughs> and then she's also got this syndrome called heterotaxy syndrome, which we think might be connected to the, um, the CHD. So basically inside, she's got all of her organs. But it's a bit like a Picasso painting. They're not quite where they should be. So her bowel, stomach and liver are all in the wrong place.
0: <laughs> wow, wow. So I, I guess you've become a bit of an expert on on this <laughs> side of of the medical world with congenital heart disease because I guess until you're in in that sort of situation, you wouldn't. Did you know? Have you heard of CHD before? No,
1: never. That's why obviously I'm so um, passionate to raise awareness. I've never personally heard of CHD, and obviously now I'm, I've got so many you know friends who have got heart families, and it's amazing like how um, common it really is actually, isn't it? I think it's like mm. one in one hundred children have CHD. So yeah that's one thing and also i think like with my um pregnancy i really would have wish i would have pushed my 20-week scan about the four chambers of the heart so if i had known about chd back then i might have asked a few more questions i think
0: mm-hmm. that's it knowledge is definitely key isn't it that if oh, you definitely. know about something you it's not such a shock and you have time to digest it because as sophia was such an emergency you didn't have mm-hmm. that opportunity to actually have some knowledge behind you to know yeah
1: and, and to prepare yourself i think as well isn't it i like to prepare myself get everything all well, like, organized as you can do with chd but just mm-hmm. try and, you know just try and get a different plan that doesn't work let's try that that's why i like to try and do we can do with sophia <laughs> yeah
0: I think so I'm... how sorry so how many that's... um oper- procedures has sophia had
1: yeah, so all in all, she's had five so far. She had five in the first 18 months of life. Um, so the first one was to repair the um, co of the aorta and to try and put um, a band over her heart to give her the four chambers. And then in June, it was June 2017, she was due to have her ABSD repair, which is normally quite a straightforward-ish operation. Normally the success rate is really high and the child, you know, thankfully goes it goes well for them. But for some reason, with Sophia, her body completely rejected the new circulation um, with the ABSD repair. So a week later, she went into Sophia, right-sided heart failure. And again, we almost lost her again then. Um, She was in intensive care, again, fighting for her life. Her heart rate was uncontrollable. And I can remember when the doctors came up to her, she'd been there for about a week. And he said, she's a ticking time bomb. You know, we can't control her anymore, medication. You know, if we don't act like by tomorrow, we're not going to have her anymore, we don't think. So she went in the next day for heart surgery just to take the um, repair down and put the pulmonary artery band back on. And I can remember normally when they go to the theatres, about one or two of the theatre team take them upstairs at BCH. And I can remember she had about a team of 10 people come down to anaesthetise in intensive care because they didn't know um, like if she'd survived being anaesthetised and her heart stopping again. I can always remember after the consent forms had to sign and normally they say when Sophia comes back to intensive care you know you can see and they always tell when and on that day it kept being if Sophia returns you know it's a completely different um, tune that day and obviously they offered us a photo shoot with Sophia and her hands and footprints because you know they really didn't think she was going to survive that last surgery and thankfully i don't know where she got her strength from but she really did thankfully
0: <laughs> wow that's totally amazing isn't it to to think that you know a potential surgery could actually end you know in sophia not living it, you know that's 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 a really hard concept when you're obviously allowing them to do a surgery on your child that yeah.
1: uh, well a, a couple yeah. of days beforehand as well we got offered um because obviously sophia wasn't responding to medicine anymore because she's in such heart failure i mean her stomach she was so full of fluid She was what 18 months old and her stomach was like a blimp she was 30 centimeters wide just full of fluid and i can remember they um, made the suggestion of actually removing all medical care and taking sophia to her hospice to um to end her battle with the chd thankfully we said no (laughs) we Mm. wanted to give her one more fight because she's so strong Mm. and so that was three years ago now I'm just so grateful like we took that step forward and fought with her really
0: yeah and that's a lot of of responsibility I guess on your head that actually there you were you said no actually let's let's keep going with this because you know yeah it's all the what ifs isn't it and if you hadn't have done that then you know um but these heart children do seem to be so, so strong. You know, it's... Oh, they really are.
1: They're incredible. <laughs>
0: they really are. So what does life look like for Sophia at the moment? Is she on, um... You know, daily medicines is she so she's on about yeah. 10 medications each day. So every eight hours, we have to give her medication just
1: purely for her to survive each day. Um, and because obviously her body refused the um AVSC repair a couple of years ago, we now don't know what route we need to go down with Sophia. So we got told three years ago, and um, they didn't know how long the last surgery would last, they thought it might be some match of weeks. So our job now is to get Sophia, you know, full of calories, get her big and strong. And just hopefully see there's anything that they could do one day for her surgery wise, because right now um, they're really unsure what we can do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, again, you know, that that uncertainty of the future and what it might hold for Sophia is also something that, you know, you have to live with on a daily basis as much as, you know, you're obviously caring for her now. It's it's what the future holds, isn't it? It's always over your head, I guess
1: yeah definitely yeah that we're yeah. quite fearful for her. so thankfully we have our um, cardiac reviews every three months we just kind of live our life every three months at this point and obviously just enjoy it every single day and just make it so happy for her
0: yeah absolutely and I guess the teams that look after you you know are you know on top of 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 her care and you know and, and you as a family to make sure that you're aware of what's going on on a on a daily basis
1: Oh so yeah, we've th-
0: got a fantastic team. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So for Sophia, she is she at school? Does she did she go to school and
1: Yeah, she started school last September, so she's in a reception year now and it's just oh. her favourite thing in the world. Um yeah, she's so happy there and she's just thriving. <laughs> she's so lovely there. Is she? She made lots of friends she has yeah yeah she's very proud she puts a uniform every day and just literally just skips into school smiling yeah she's just such a ray of sunshine
0: and that's the thing isn't it you know if you've got a happy child you know who just wants to excel then you know that that's fantastic so how have you found your journey with um friends and family sort of on the road
1: yeah we've got a really good family support um obviously when it happened with sophia the cardiac arrest um my parents were actually away at the time but my husband's family they were they needed down the road they will healed in seconds and they literally just stayed by our side you know for songs as as they could do so yeah the, they've been such a support and even like during lockdown like they read Sophia bedtime stories most nights obviously via zoom for her and yeah they just they're fantastic yeah you know, I don't think we have got through that journey without them and obviously back then before COVID when we could have visitors you know they really broke our day up for us they bring food up for us you know they'd be just you know like a bit of fresh a bit breath of fresh air for us really when they came to visit yeah I so think, think
0: that's fantastic. the thing isn't it you know as as, as heart families you're always used to um you know being mindful of of germs and viruses yeah. you know anyway yeah, COVID. yeah. <laughs> before covid and then along comes covid and yeah. you know it, it's on another level isn't it because you haven't oh, then definitely. got your support network yeah, that's been the hardest thing I think, because Sophia hasn't seen her um, grandparents now since
1: I suppose most families since Christmas time. So yeah, she struggles to see them. Like she keeps saying, I just want to give them
0: cuddles, and she can't understand why she can't. Yeah, so. exactly, and that age as well. You know, why can't I give? Uh, yeah, it's the most the thing to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, and it's time where families are missing out on children growing up, isn't it as yeah. well? You know, so that's hard, and they change so quick, don't they? Oh, definitely. I think they get the shock when they see her today because she's so tall and she's
1: because. <laughs> coming over tonight to have school in the back garden and she's so tall and she's so quick now so obviously they see on FaceTime but it's not the same is it?
0: Yeah, no, (laughs) no not at all no, having a big hug as well (laughs) it goes a long way doesn't it? Definitely So so with Sophia is there certain things that she struggles with on a daily basis or, you know because you know, as as heart heroes, we really want to celebrate the things the children can do, not what they can't do, but also yes. be mindful of the things they can't do. Just, is there anything that you find that she really struggles with, or does she sort of get? She's very in? good because um, she's also got um she's head to toe with different illnesses.
1: So one of her other things she has is called sacral so um, basically, um, her spine hasn't formed properly. So we got told at seven weeks old that um, she'd never be able to walk or like, stand up or crawl. And incredibly, at the age of two and a half, she started walking all on her own. So yeah, so she can walk, um, which is obviously such a miracle in itself. For all the research is basically, she's only got two bones in the sacrum as opposed to the five that me and you would have. So the actual base of her spine, it isn't there at all. So yes, she can walk. Obviously she gets like um, quite bad leg cramps on the evening, I've noticed. So after school, she comes home, we just cuddle on the sofa and just like give her a cowpaw for her legs. because They're quite sore. So obviously they're doing something that they should never be able to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And of course, like, I suppose most of the heart heroes, um, she gets quite breathless as well, really. But she's very good. She knows her own limitations. So she knows it's too much. She will sit down for a few moments and rest. That might change as she gets older. <laughs> but for now, she knows her limitations
0: that's good though isn't it because you then she's taking almost uh control if you like of her own cans and can't do's you know so yeah. that you're as a mum not saying to her oh, you know Sophia you must sit down you must do this so yeah it's good in a way that she's recognizing those signs that oh, actually makes her, you know rest and I think that's that's really important isn't it with the heart children oh, yeah. that they do recognize their limits
1: and they understand the feelings of when they need to rest as well isn't it
0: yeah absolutely and i think you know again with with us heart heroes is is being able to get the children together so that they can talk about things like this and actually normalizes things like when they are out of breath or they find things slightly tricky that there's somebody else there that, as well that feels the I same. I think that's good, yeah, because that's my only worry about Sophia. Because thankfully she's gone to mainstream
1: school, which is such an achievement for you know she's overcome everything to go to mainstream. But then you do start to think, and then you start to worry, don't you? You know, will she? Because at the moment Sophia knows she's got a special heart, and that's all she knows about it really. She doesn't have to know how poorly she's been. And I just it just worries me that other children may like say something to her, and then she might. I don't know. It just makes me worry that she might click onto it then. <laughs>
0: yeah yeah absolutely before she's
1: ready to know i think
0: yeah absolutely and this is i think we're really keen for the awareness side of things so that you know other children that don't experience these things know about them as well to prevent you know any unnecessary questions or you know any any challenges i guess that you know they might present so so you know you 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 say you've talked to sophia about having a poorly heart i mean what do you sort of say when she has to go for hospital appointments is it has it become just the norm is it it was until obviously COVID, and then um, yes. she was received like every couple of weeks
1: by different medical. But to be honest, she, when um, before COVID, she had an appointment for something else every week basically. She's got about twelve different medical teams, so back then it was completely normal. But obviously since COVID, a lot of them have shut down, and I've noticed now like with her um, heart review, that's still every three months. But now she refuses the ECG. I don't know why. <laughs> obviously it's the main testing, and she's at uh, the last two she's refused to do. <laughs> so I know oh, next really. week she's gonna to have to have it um so yeah that's the only thing you know we are stepping out of our normal life now without these medical appointments and obviously before like we go to hospices uh, for playgroup and she be the other children have got you know different disabilities so I do feel like we are slowly losing our normal life really
0: mm, mm, mm. it's hard isn't it and I guess as she gets older as much as she's recognising the signs in how she's struggling, but it will be that she will have an opinion on what she oh, yeah. wants to have done, you know? So it's yeah. a you've you know, you've you've got a little less control because she's able to say that she doesn't want it. And she's
1: already strong minded. She really knows what she wants. <laughs>
0: Fantastic. It is it is great, isn't it? But at the same oh, time yeah. you're like <laughs> But don't do it too yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> So do you use any sort of uh, materials, you know, books or anything to, to help with that on, on that side? Well, thankfully, she loves, have you ever know,
1: heard of Doc McStuffins? It's like a yes. Disney Junior TV show and she loves Doc McStuffins. We watch it a day, in lockdown, it was literally all you could hear was Doc McStuffins. And it's quite a few episodes because Sophia's got quite a leaky valve in her heart, which needs to be repaired at some point. And on one of the episodes, the toy has to have their leaky valve and their heart repaired so we kind of go perfect. oh look sophia you're gonna have to have that one day and like she wears like the scrubs and stuff so already like she loves Doc McSuckin's hospital so that's quite a good interaction for her to have and like we can say oh so-and-so's had that done like you so she quite likes that
0: <laughs> no that's perfect because she can relate to it can't she then with the a yeah. character that she likes actually yeah. experiencing the same things i think it's yeah it's so important for children isn't it
1: and it's quite good because they literally fix it with a piece of like glue and they glue the heart back together. So that's what she thinks is going to happen to her. You know, I think that's great for a five year old. It's simple. She's seen it's worked. You know, I think you know it's great for her, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. And I think the biology side of it is actually irrelevant for children at that age yeah. because they just need to know that there is something going on that will then... You know, rather than go into in depth, whereas I guess when they get older, the fascination, I guess, of the biology side of the heart and how it works will become quite an interest to her. Wow. So she has been on a on a on a journey, has Sophia? She definitely has. Do you have any more children or do you just have Sophia?
1: no i'm um, just the one we're going to stay with just sophia <laughs> she's so yeah. special we're just so fortunate to have her and because yeah. um when she was first born obviously i just gave up my career and everything just to care for her so it's been like me her, and my husband for the last five years and obviously she's gone to school now so i feel so lost without my little sidekick
0: <laughs> oh. but it's, it's
1: brilliant for her but no we're going to focus on just sophia <laughs> i think yeah, she's scared
0: no, as <laughs> Oh, no, exactly that. And I guess when she comes home, she's full of her day and wants to tell mummy and daddy oh, about yeah. her day and what Definitely. she's been up to. <laughs>
1: yeah, they put stuff stuffings on.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so on the side of awareness, you know, what what would you like to sort of put out there that to, to make people more aware of, of, you know, a heart condition and, and how people can be more mindful, I guess, of others that might have a heart condition?
1: Yeah, I think it's just because there's so many different types of CHD. I think that's about at least over 40, isn't there? 40 different types of CHD. And I just think it's just that support network for the families that we need, isn't it, really? And just that um, a bit more of caring, I
0: think, isn't it, and empathy sometimes? Absolutely. Because like you say, even though there's lots of different uh, heart conditions, ultimately you're all sort of experiencing the same sort of worries, concerns, you know, highs, lows, um you know, and, and embarking on the medical world where actually you become an expert in your child's own condition, I guess.
1: Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> and I think yeah. for me as well, it's um something like, it's more like seeing the abilities in the children for me, because you now I've seen now Sophia started a mainstream school. I've seen, because obviously it's a different world to me and my husband now, and we've seen that people are focusing more on Sophia's what she can't do. It's like, well, look at all the things that she can do, you know, let's focus on that and let's thrive on that really. And I think that's it with CHD, you know, it isn't just um, they're poorly, you know, they've got fantastic lives that they can lead and they've got these most incredible personalities that need to shine through as well, haven't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because they're they're people within their own right, aren't they? Condition or no condition, you know, they still want to experience the world the same as any other child. Yeah, so. And they should be able to. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So let's embrace, embrace what where they're at now and, you know, um, yeah I think it's absolutely amazing and thank you very much for coming on to our first podcast thank you for having me it's been an honor thank you (laughs) thank you and we'll hopefully have you back on in a couple of months time to hear uh yeah hear about how Sophia's doing even more so at school yeah that'd be great thank you ever so much lovely thank you Chantal